Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Not podcast. It is. <laughs> I was gonna introduce someone else. Oh yeah. So our business partners are here today. They are. Our partners in the baby making business. Mm-hmm. They partners joined in crime. us. Welcome, Joe. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Leon. Wagwan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, we're not checking in today just because we're a little bit strapped for time. Mm-hmm. And we're also not going to nominate Bomb Moms this week. We're just going to take a moment to shout out the Rad Dads, uh, our BDs that are sitting <laughs> next to us. Our BDs. <laughs> BDs! We are really short on time today. Yeah. <laughs> so short that we're not even, we're not even picking the time to pronounce things. Like, so that's it. Strictly acronyms from here on out. Um, but yeah, shout out to all the fantastic fathers, uh, including the ones that we're blessed to sit next to. And uh, what's the topic? Tell us, Shen. So the topic today is parenting styles and what kind of parent do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be interesting to bring the dads into the conversation because I 100% guarantee we are going to argue about this. I know. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> do we want to talk about the different styles of parenting? Yes, please. I yeah. don't have my phone on me. Oh, okay. My phone is you dying, mind. but I'm going to pull it up. Um, so there are essentially four main styles of parenting. One that I don't think really counts because it's when you're removed and unresponsive, which mm-hmm. none of us are. We do not um, But the other three are super, are really interesting. So the first style of parenting is the, where is it? Okay. So the authoritarian slash disciplinarian. Um, and I think that style of parenting is one that many of us are familiar with, especially if you're of Caribbean background. <laughs> um, it's a very strict um, dictatorship type parenting. So it's I'm the parent, you're the child. Um, you adhere to everything that I have to say. You are a child and you are a child even when you're an adult. Um, and there's really no flexibility. There's no room for discussion or negotiation. It's just like a very strict parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the polar opposite of that is the permissive style of parenting where uh, you allow your child the creative space to make decisions for themselves, to um, set their own rules. You don't say no. Um, there's, like again, lots of room for the child to be 
and to develop a sense of self and, you know, self-regulate. Um, and then I guess the, the type of parenting that most researchers recommend is authoritative parenting, which is somewhere in between, a cross between permissive and authoritative, okay. or authoritarian, I should say. So where it's, you, of course, you recognize that there is a clear distinction between you, the adult, and the child. Um, but at the same time, you're giving that child room to make mistakes. You're giving that child room to, you know, negotiate and to make decisions. So you're allowing that child to exercise their rights to um, be autonomous, but at the same time, you know, kind of guiding them and making sure that you're there every step of the way to assist. Sorry, what was the last one called again? Authoritative. I know it's kind of confusing. So yeah. authoritarian, yeah, and then permissive, okay, and authoritative. Okay. Yeah. So. Isn't there one more? Like yeah, it's unresponsive, but it's like where you're like so removed that you don't you don't care. <coughs> Basically, what neglect. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. what? About, what about you? What do you think? Me? No, John. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay. I don't know where to look. This is awkward. Okay, okay. So, what kind of parent do I want? Sorry, let me make sure I'm talking yeah. from my perspective. Yeah. So, what kind of par parent do I want to be, or? And or, or what kind of parent? Like parenting you are. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Well, I think that. Coming from Caribbean, a Caribbean background, most of us came from something more authoritative. Authoritarian. 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 So I think most of us want to start raising our kids and be more, have that friendship with them. Mm -hmm. But I think as time goes on, like you go in with the best intentions and things basically change based off the kid that you have, right? So yeah, everyone wants to be have cool. cool with your kid. Everyone wants to have that friendship with their kid because most of us didn't have a friendship relationship with our own parents. Yeah. Um, but I feel as time goes on, we may have to battle that instinct of how we were actually were trained ourselves or how we were raised ourselves. Um, yeah. Does that make I kind of sense? agree with you. Mm -hmm. I definitely... I'm one of those people that would want to be friends with my child. Uh, but at yeah. the same time, I do know how important it is for me to set boundaries. Yeah. So I do want to have a level of mutual respect and mm -hmm. openness with Winter, but at the same time, she needs to know like where the line is between her and I re relationship. Yeah, and she should feel free to talk to me and you know, um, um, be able to discuss things with me and feel comfortable. And I want to be open to that, um, but I don't want to be her friend friend mm -hmm. where it gets to the point where she feels free to say whatever she wants to me but then I have no authority over it I don't have like mm. I can't tell her what to yeah. do I yeah. can't say no at that point yeah. Mm -hmm. like yeah cool hey mom I'm going to go rob a bank tomorrow <laughs> all right all right cool 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 yeah. cool 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 <laughs> I have no authority over yeah. her yeah so mm -hmm. I have to that's where it's tricky for me because I don't know where under what which scenarios where I would have to set the boundaries. But I mean, right now she's so young. So yeah, right now it's like, I'm the boss. Exactly. I'm just giving her, her, her space to explore and, you know, discover the world. But when she gets older, it, I see where it is important for me to set boundaries for her. Yeah, no, I agree. But I do want to be her friend. <laughs> we just talked about that. Yeah, we did. I really want to be cool yeah. with her. Well, we were, but we were saying like, as you were saying, there definitely needs to be a line mm -hmm. where you don't cross with your child and your child doesn't cross with you. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel like, I mean, like you say, mm. uh, it has to do with a 
a bit of respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, me and my mom were really good friends, have a good relationship, mm -hmm. but I st I'm 33 and I still don't really swear around my mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have that level of respect for her, so I'm not, mm -hmm. even though we're really good friends and I can tell her certain things, I'm not gonna just drop F-bombs and all that stuff around mm -hmm. my mom because, yeah, I have that respect for her. Mm -hmm. you know? to, your, to your point, um, I was talking to one, a friend of mine and he made a, he brought something up in regards to this. As Caribbean, growing up with my Caribbean parents, we were never really given the room to be mad. Yeah. Mm. Because the moment you like raise your voice or talk, quote unquote, talk back, you're automatically being rude yeah. mm -hmm. and that gets shut down immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether, but our parents never looked at it that it's coming from, it's not coming from a place of malice. You're just mm -hmm. frustrated. Yeah, exactly. You're just annoyed. Yeah. So you're annoyed, whether you're a kid, an adult, you're going to voice, voice that. Yeah. But if you don't have the room to, to have, a voice? to have a voice or even learn how to be upset. Yeah. <laughs> when you get older in life, you're just going to be an angry guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, exactly. You have For sure. So like when you're faced with any type of authority, like a police officer mm -hmm. or whoever, you may feel like anxious or, mm -hmm. or heightened because you don't know how to calmly ex express, hey. This communicate with authority. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that you're upset or this is, this is wrong. I agree. Yeah. You're to, automatically heightened. To piggyback on that point, that's exactly how I, I feel about it, especially from a teacher's perspective. Because I see that often a lot with a lot of students where like they are just like so riled up with anger and frustration and they do not know how to effectively like get rid of that like frustration. Mm. Like it's like they've never really been taught or given the space to like express themselves in a, in a, in a safe way. And you know, just to the point of um, making sure that children understand respect, is that I can always tell as a teacher which children um, like are raised in permissive households. You know the kids that are raised in permissive households. You know the the uh, children who are raised in authoritative and authoritarian. You can see authoritative. You can see because of how they engage with other adults, mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's what's important to me as well. I want to raise Yara so that not only is she respectful of me and her and I have you know a relationship that um, is admirable, but that when she's not in my presence that she's engaging with adults in the same way, right. where she feels safe enough to advocate for herself, but at the same time, recognize that you are a child. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I think parents don't realize. Like, when you're setting up the style of parenting that you want for your household, that interaction with adults doesn't just stay within the confines of your home. That, right. that your child is using that now to determine how do I engage with adults everywhere. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to have that balance. Like, I, I'm totally with you, Shen. Especially like having a daughter, it's like yeah, like I definitely want her to be able to tell me about boys. I want yeah. her to be able to tell me um, about those kinds of things, like you know, things that are more intimate, things that like, not that I wouldn't, that I didn't tell my mom, but that sometimes I felt reluctant to share, even though my mom was very um, open door policy. But like I just kind of felt uncomfortable sharing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, um, I don't want that for Yara. I really want us to feel um, safe doing that. But I want her to feel that she has my respect also. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's really important to me because that that goes with her and makes her feel important, makes her feel like she has a voice. Very empowered. Because they see how that can be carried over in like, the workplace, mm -hmm. in relationships, yeah. friendships. Yeah. And if you start that foundation, like I know, like I grew up, my parents never, you know, talked wild to me. Mm -hmm. So when I went out and had like friendships or even relationships. Yeah. No one, like, if my parents don't talk wild to me, nobody is going to 
have that disrespect for me. Yeah. And that kind of laid, laid a standard yeah. for how I wanted to be treated and how I treated other people exactly. out in the world. So I think that's really important with parenting. <laughs> right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> your relationship with your parents as a, ch- as a child is so important. People don't realize how important that is. It sets the foundation of your whole every, every life. relationship you have with anybody, whether it's a friendship, yeah. a marriage, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, your relationship with your parents is the foundation of how you learn to communicate within those relationships. Exactly. So if you never learn to communicate, mm-hmm. you may not even be aware that you have an issue with the communication. You yeah. may think mm-hmm. how the way you're acting is it's normal. normal. Yeah. That's your normal. Yeah. And like you were saying, so before, like, uh, if you grew up with, if you grew up with Caribbean parents, a lot of them were very, uh, what was the first one? Authoritarian? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. authoritarian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you're eating this, mm-hmm. you're yeah, coming back in yeah. at this yeah. time, you're wearing this, yeah. I don't care if it's Halloween or whatever, mm-hmm. you're not wearing no mask at school, <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? There was just, like, rules that yeah. you couldn't, you're not getting around it. Mm-hmm. What your mom says, that's what it. Mm-hmm. If you did anything otherwise, <laughs> let me ask you a question. You know what you're going to get. I don't want to cut you off, let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it would have been more effective if, our parents explained the why yes, behind something. Yes, definitely. For sure. it, it was just before, it was just like, no, no you're not doing this. <laughs> yes. And if you ask why, that's yeah. you giving attitudes. Mm-hmm. No, it's but, definitely. But, un- but I think understanding the reason why you're not doing something adds a tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, like, <laughs> if you were to yeah. ask why, yeah. like, it was spread around your whole family, like, like no, I, I just want to know why you're yeah. telling me why I can't go somewhere or yeah. why I can't do this. That would like clarify a lot with the kid, right? If you explain the reason, even why you're beating him. Yeah. After you beat him, after he calms down, <laughs> you explain. Listen, you touched yeah. the stove and it was hot. You're yeah. gonna yeah. hurt yourself, so I yeah. had to teach you before you. Like scarred yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, just whatever the situation may yeah. be, yeah. if you sit sit them down and explain it, yeah. I feel like it'll go over a lot easier than, and the anger won't be there in the background. Yeah. Right. Uh, all of us. Resentment. We, yeah. yeah. We ran to our rooms, slammed our doors, and or tried like, silently <laughs> kick the pillow <laughs> like, 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 you know, I, I hate her. <laughs> like, I hate her. If I could only, yeah, yeah. Like, if no, I could only say yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm I feel like away. if you explain that, yeah. Like, yeah, you won't have that backlash of anger and. They yeah. could go through that process of accepting yeah. exactly. the consequences. Even if, they're, yeah. even if you're pissed off about the why, at least you have some kind of foundation mm-hmm. as for why. Yeah. And, you know. and that at least the why, too, opens up the realm of dialogue now. Yeah. So I say, you can't do this, and this is the reason why. Yeah. And they can possibly, okay, I understand that, Dad, but this is a reason why I think it's okay for me to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And now we can talk back and forth. Yeah. Whether, the, whether, whether the end of the conversation ends, you're still not doing it, at least we had a conversation Absolutely. about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we might be wrong. We Absolutely. might so, be yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. We might be. I think so. I definitely think. And I think it's good, too, because when you just said, like, you know, explaining the why, it reminds me of something that Leon and I do now very subconsciously, but I'm so happy that we do that. Mm-hmm. It's that even when we're disciplining Yara, like, if she's going to, like, the outlet and she's trying to plug, like, plug out the, um, or unplug, I should say, uh, the TV or what have you, we're always like, don't do that. It's dangerous. Don't do that. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself. Like, there's always some form of justification for why she shouldn't do what yeah. she's doing. And, of course, Yara's a year old. She doesn't really understand what the heck we're saying. But at the same time, we're modeling a behavior that we want to continue right throughout her, like, our adulting careers. 
you want to continue to explain to her you're not you can't do this because of whatever the repercussion yes. may be um but yeah i think to but the, the flip side of that is that again like you know especially during teenage the teenage hood um whether there's an escalation or not or whether there's a, there's a there's a legitimate justification, kids are definitely gonna still want to do what they want to do anyways, mm-hmm. exactly. and I think that like that's why you have to be as a parent very firm, in, um, very firm in like what your beliefs are and a very very united front, like no matter what, even if Leon doesn't disagree with me, I always say like you have to agree with me in the moment and we can talk about it after, yeah. but we cannot appear divided in front of Yara or that's it. The day that we appear divided in front of her, it's dangerous because she's gonna she's gonna try. She's gonna be like, okay, well, mom said this or dad said this, so like she's gonna be constantly it's a trying yeah, to we're, like. We're humans. That's we're it. Big, you know, we're she's gonna be yeah. She's gonna be trying to. Exactly. I don't know if I completely agree with that. No. Yeah. Tell me why. Like, what's the harm of disagreeing in front of each other? Disagreeing in front of each other in regards to like a decision. So, so Yara comes to you. She's a teenager. She's like, mom, I want to go to this party. You're cool with it, you're not cool with it, but you say no. Right, right, like right from the jump. Okay. And she looks at dad. Well, it depends. Like it's like if. And dad's like, well, I, I don't mean, know, maybe like wh- who's going to be there? You know. Yeah, and there's some questions that are asked. Yeah. You know, like. For me, I would well in a situation like that, my response would be like, okay, we're going to talk about it. I don't think I would ever make unless it was something immediate. I don't even know. Well, look, don't, don't worry about the situation, but more like, okay, so you said no. Whatever the question was, you but, said no. Okay, fair. You I guess no. I guess what I'm saying is that like I would like to have a conversation with Leon about it. We make a decision about it so that we can and go then, to her United. And then, okay. Yeah, but I guess yeah, depending. But still, like I said, even what you just said, yeah. I'm I, there's for me that's still yeah. a little bit sticky. There's no, there's no right or wrong answer. No, I hear you, but I, I fear yeah. what happens when yeah. she sees. I feel like it's a crack. Yeah, like yeah. I say no, and Dad's like. Mm, Okay, see, well, maybe. Where you see weakness. And I, then it's just like, I did now that what? as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. My mom 100%. said no for everything. Yeah. My dad. My dad, yeah. I'd be like, oh, dad. Same. Yeah. I'd wait till my mom's sleeping. Same. Dad, um, I, can I go to this party? I know he'll go. He'll say, Same. okay, he'll drive me there. Yep. Yeah. And here's, here's the thing, though. I will not go back on the final decision, but I have no problem with disagreeing you, with you in the moment. So say like, she, we, you decided no. Okay. Okay. And I'd be well, like, you know what? Fair. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with you, but your, your mom, mom said, said no. no. Cool. Okay. Because on the flip side, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna be like, no, you're not doing that. You're gonna be like, your dad said no. Mm-hmm. That's still united front. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, that's, that that's dis- fine. I agree. And we're disagreeing. Yeah. That's true. But that's true. I think that's healthy. Also, I think that that's fine. Okay. It's the shows that like we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. As I, I guess, as long as the disagreement doesn't lead into an argument. Right? Yeah. In front of the child. Yeah. But that's a good approach. Yeah. There, cause I al- and I also think like we have to figure as we get older, we have to kind of <clears throat> an- isolate and ad- what's the word I'm looking for? We have to establish what an argument actually is. Is it mm-hmm. ar- is it an argument? Or everyone it, yelling at each other? Mm-hmm. Or is it just is a it a disagreement? Or is yeah. it, exactly, exactly. Because mm-hmm. right. then we go back to what we're talking about before. Is like yeah. what is are you, are you being disrespectful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if my kid raises her voice at me, is she being disrespectful? Yeah. Maybe she's just annoyed. If you raise your voice, if I raise my voice at Shen, I might not be disrespectful, but I could be annoyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's what you model and exactly. on what yeah. definition that exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And modeling conflict is really healthy. Exactly mm-hmm. what you said. Like, yeah. it's so important to do that. Yeah. And I think that because I've read, mm-hmm. like, a number of different articles that talk about the danger of arguing in front of your kids mm-hmm. and, like, letting them see. And I don't think that 
again, I think it's important to just argue right. Like if we're right. arguing in a way that's constructive right. and that, you know, we're, that's respectful, then right. I think that's important for Yara to see. Yeah. Um, and I think not only is it important for her to see the the argument, but the right. resolution. Exactly, because right. that builds character. She can yeah. see that daddy and mommy can be at a disagreement or mm-hmm. not agree with each other, but then they <clears throat> they make it work. After, yeah, right? exactly. Right. Yeah, it's almost like it's like problem solving <coughs> skills, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah, and if, if mommy and daddy are always seemingly agreeing all the time perfect yeah then yeah. she brings it into a relationship where she's butting heads with her man very true mm-hmm. then it's like why are we not on the same page why like, is this yeah. not like there's yeah. no perfect not what I yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. You know good, I mean? yeah. when you're looking for a forever partner yeah mm-hmm. you kind of <laughs> low-key look for your parents oh my gosh bit. i know subconsciously that's mm-hmm. a little too early he's too scared to talk about it <laughs> what talk about what dating yeah. dating oh for yara or winter. Or winter. <laughs> you got a girl too, bro. Yeah. John's like, hmm. Yeah. Can't relate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we going to talk about Okay, so let yeah. me ask this. I'm yeah. going to bring up this question because um, I'm so oh my God, interested to see <laughs> what uh, your opinions are on this. So I was speaking to someone one day and they were telling me a story about a friend that has children and she... Um, I don't like the word kicks her kids out, but she <laughs> exits her children out of her household <laughs> at the age of 18, all of them. And I was, I, it's not exiled. You can't live here anymore. They are all aware at the age of 18, they have to exit her home and start a life. And I was very intrigued by that. I don't, I asked her, how is her relationship with her children now? Because mm. they're all adults. Mm. And she only has two more children left that are 16, or no, 17. Oh and they are about to Making exit the home. And she path. mentioned that she's worried about one of them because she doesn't think that particular child is ready. Okay. Um, but she's still going to kick them out. <laughs> um, I w- I'm well, curious. I, 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 I was talking to... Sorry, did I cut you off? Yeah, no, go, go for it. I want to hear what you think. No, I was, we were speaking to Leanne about this. And before... <clears throat> you were saying before she kicks them out, she goes and she finds apartments with them. She mm-hmm. sets them up like and gets them ready. Mm-hmm. You know, gives them a little glimpse of what life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she helps them with rent or whatever the situation may be. But mm-hmm. if she's... If she's gearing them up mm. 15, 16, say, listen, you have two years. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You, if you get your little job mm. or whatever, you're not mm. paying rent, save your money. Mm. When you're ready by 18, mm. I'm going to help you get a place. I'm going to help you get situated mm. where you're, you're not going to stay here anymore. Mm. <laughs> I th- honestly, I agree with it. I, I think I, I do too. I agree with it, but I think 18 is too young. Thanks. I was, I was gonna say yeah. I Thank think 20 is better. I think 20 is better, God. but 18, <laughs> 18 is, is still way too, too young. Because yeah. if you're 16, you have oh to think of the pressures gosh. of saving money. Yeah, that's a lot. 16 and 17, that's a lot to put on a 16 and 17 year old. I mean, I think I also think. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I I hear what you're saying, but I think I agree with this. I would. If I feel like my child is ready, I would. (laughs) I would allow her. (laughs) Maybe not by force, but Mm -hmm. at that age, I'd be like, okay, we are now going to discuss your exit plan, and you. This is your timeline. Like, you will no longer be in my home up until the age of twenty-one. Okay. Then you have to leave. But mind you, 
if I am preparing to kick my child out, I'm not gonna let her live her best life and then be like, oh, by the way, you have to move out at 18. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell them From like, as, as soon as she is aware of responsibility, mm-hmm. I am going to start to groom her, teach her financial literacy, Absolutely. teach her about, you know, real estate, yeah. living on your own, <clears throat> bills, mm-hmm. all those things. I'm gonna prepare her. I'm not just gonna throw her to the wolves and hope for the best. I want to groom her up into that point because there are there are people that are 20, 21 that are millionaire moguls. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And they also, stand on their own two feet. Yeah, there's yeah. also a lot of homeless 21-year-olds. Well. Absolutely. So, my, my okay, I, okay, here's my thing. I, I, I still think 21 is a little young, too. I think, we're, I think we're thinking with the hat of when we were younger and what the economy was when we were younger because yeah. it was would have been easier for us <laughs> to move out at 18, 21. Because I did. Yeah, because yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, that's a, rent is a mortgage. Yeah. yeah it is. Rent, is, rent is a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I I do agree with having an exit strategy or exit plan, mm-hmm. but I'm probably thinking 25. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I'm the same person. And I'm, also, <laughs> and I'm also thinking maybe at 18, if you're not moving out, you're paying me rent. Oh, yeah. for sure. And then what we're going to do at that point in time as well I'm taking your rent money and putting it in an account. Same thing. So when Same. you're ready to be 20, when you are 25, Not your money. and you're like, hey, I'm going to buy a house. Yep. Cool. Here's your Here's money, your your money. money. back. Here's exactly. Here's your money back. Because mm-hmm. that works for kids that you know weren't ready to move out anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And even if they were ready to move out, at least you're making sure that they're financially stable when they're ready to move out. Yeah. And your camera just died, by the way. Oh, uh, huh. yeah. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely, yeah. completely agree. I said the same thing, the exact same thing to him. I said, yeah. 18 is way too young, and maybe this is, like, the teacher had again, mm-hmm. but teaching grade 12, yeah. oh, my goodness. I could not even fathom the vast majority of those students living on their own. Mm-hmm. Could I picture them in a dorm-like environment, still, like, you know, getting the support of their family and friends, like, you know, very much still, like, under the guise of their parents? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, like, in terms of, like, full, 100% independent, autonomous living at 18, no freaking way. Yeah, you the gradu- cost. What is the graduating year now? What, it's it's 18 or 17, eight, depending, because we have a late birthday. Born, so the right? same, like, perfect example with me, and maybe, again, maybe Shen feels differently because you left home at 18. But well, I, I didn't leave at 18, but I was quite independent very early in my life. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. I felt like I was too. I was, I've was. i been working since I was 14 years old. Yeah. I've always mm-hmm. been, my mom considers me a fairly independent and self-sufficient child. I applied to Windsor and I applied to York and I got into both and my mom's like, you're not going to Windsor. <laughs> so enjoy your hopping on the Viva. You are not emotionally mature enough to live on your own. I was devastated. Let me ask you this. Sorry to cut you off. Do you think you were emotionally mature? I 100% was not. Okay. 100%. In hindsight, I definitely wasn't. I was adamant. I was so angry. Like, 
I remember I held that against her forever, and that's one of the reasons why at 24, when I graduated, I'm like, I'm moving to Korea. But sorry to cut you off. Knowing, okay, knowing you had the option to go to, what if you didn't have the option to go to York and you had to go to Windsor? Do you think you could have mentally, like, prepared yourself? I feel like I would have had to. I would have had to. You're right. Fine. In that situation, 100%, I would have had to have developed that maturity. I would have had to have risen to the occasion. I would have had no choice. But I feel like prematurely was I like thrusting myself in that environment. Like I definitely feel so. I feel like my mom was a hundred percent dead on. Like her intuition was spot on. I was not ready. I am with John in like in, in full. I'm in full agreement. Like eighteen is too young. Twenty one is too young. Twenty five. I feel like you at twenty five. You don't need to be living no, here anymore. Can't. I feel like even twenty five to twenty four. I feel like twenty one is is a good age. Even twenty one to twenty four, you can go between that time. But twenty five, you have to be out by twenty five. That's when you gotta go. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Sorry, sorry. I yeah, no, 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 Here's my thing. People are stupid. I know. I know. To dumb. Chanel's point, these kids are way more business savvy than we were. But there's a lot of yeah. gullible idiots. Well, because you're business savvy doesn't necessarily mean you're life savvy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You or have common I mean? sense. Yeah. Like you can you can create an addiction out of anything now. Yeah. Like, these yeah. kids are on jewel. Yeah. Smoking, how do you get vape and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So like you should be smart in one sense and be dumb in another For sense. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just because you can make money and be business savvy and I've I prepped you financially doesn't mean you're to your point be emotionally ready to move to move out at yeah. 19, 21, or whatever, right? And I feel like many of the millennials have that. Some people aren't ready to move out at 30. Yeah, that's fair. But I feel like a lot I of people are not ready. Like, but some people don't have it. Yeah. And do, like, okay, to the lady's point, what is she trying to accomplish by kicking them out at 18? I think that it was just her method of, I guess, like, Exposure therapy type thing. Like, this <laughs> She's is the world. To yeah. get them to get their own freedom. Yeah, yeah. Their learn life. their own lessons. Know that life. I think that person had a hard life mm. and was able to become very successful. Okay. And she's like, if I can come from this and that make this, work yeah. for I agree. Yeah. I agree because I, I, I understand her method. I'm, I'm agreeing to it. Doesn't necessarily mean I want to do it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of factors along the way. Yeah. Because I'm going to try to give Winter those tools. I still have to observe her as a person. For if sure. Winter doesn't have common sense. Yeah. I'm not sending her nowhere. Me, my mom's like. This you will know your child. Uh, Some of your exactly. Kids, yeah, you might have if she has five. Maybe mm-hmm. the three years like really, really smart, mm-hmm. really strong, smart, yeah. really strong. You know, they're business savvy. Mm-hmm. They got a good sense or of uh, good hold on life. Yeah. But the other two, especially <laughs> that last one, they yeah. might be a little wonky. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might have to watch them a little bit, and yeah. maybe those you yeah. might have to make an exception for. And I the, would. And when you have an that many kids, they're and they grow up in different eras. Yeah. Yeah, then they they're different people because I look at my siblings like me and my f- other two brothers the older ones mm-hmm. like we're you know we're a bit more mature and independent 
and then my last two younger brothers, they are independent and they do things for themselves. Mm. They live with my mom, but my mom, like those are the babies. Yeah. So they get that treatment. Mm. My mom will do their laundry or, you know. But to your point, exactly what I was saying before, I was actually thinking of your brothers. They're more business savvy than than the rest of them. But they're not independent. Yeah. Yeah. In the day-to-day living. Like I would have to teach them, this is how you do your laundry. This is how you file your taxes. Yeah. This is like, these little things. I'm like, <laughs> yo, if you move out on your own, do you know you have to buy drapes? Yeah. Do you know you have to buy dish and detergent and rags and a mop? Just yeah. like yourself, mm-hmm. you said you left at 18, right? Mm-hmm. And you were on your own? I was. I went to yourself? school away mm-hmm. on my own, yeah. and I was fine. But the way I grew up yeah. at a young age, I was already taking care of my brothers at like 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was. I knew how to cook and clean and yeah. do my laundry and. You know, fend for myself, so it didn't feel it didn't feel uncomfortable uncomfortable for me, but it was more of like an emotional struggle yeah. than like an independence struggle. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I kind of had a different experience because I left when I was eighteen, also, and <coughs> I went away to a different province mm-hmm. to work. Right, mm-hmm. so I. Yeah, like you said, learning to buy drapes, mm-hmm. towels, yeah. uh, forks, yeah. plates. Yeah. <laughs> Those little things. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> like water, things, A necessities, cup. toothpaste, yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. If you don't have these things, like where I was always coming from my mom's house and yeah. I was sheltered and she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, toilet paper, go in the closet. Yeah. Right. Everything's there. If you, When you're living on your own you're and like, you have to figure everything out, mm-hmm. <laughs> It really builds character. Yeah. And yeah, I did that at 18 and I <laughs> I, I don't regret it because I feel like it grew me it grew me 10 times faster than mm-hmm. I would have grew if I stayed at home mm-hmm. being under my mom and learning those things mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a bit of a shock therapy, but I was, like John was saying, I was very fortunate to have a really good job at that time mm-hmm. at 18, making mm-hmm. over 100 grand. I could fend for myself. Mm-hmm. And even though I could, I didn't have like everything, I could figure it out yeah, along right. my way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But nowadays, it's really hard. Like, to rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to yeah. get those jobs is really hard nowadays because mm-hmm. everybody could do it. And. Mm-hmm. Like rent is yeah, like rent is like a mortgage. Rent yeah. and mortgage so is the same. Yeah. One person can't just move on and be like, yeah, I'm gonna stay on my own. You won't get the same experience as mm-hmm. <clears throat> as I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, yeah. maybe ten years ago. Now is gonna be different, and five years from now is gonna be different. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be harder. Fifteen, twenty years. Like, exactly. Yeah. All those times, like when mm-hmm. our kids are ready to move, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a totally different time, and we might have to. Like totally readjust the, our way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because setting your kid out and like having a hard date yeah. at eighteen might be doing more damage to them financially yeah. at that point in time than beneficially. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay, they could be hustling, 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 and be a great hustler. But if rent is like two grand and you're eighteen years yeah. old, mm-hmm. yeah, you still want to party. You still yeah. want to go out. Yeah. You still want to yeah. enjoy time with your you, friends. So you're, you're taking away like social development mm-hmm. to hustle to make money to pay rent and most likely not save enough nope. to put away to put down on a home you want to put down later on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you may be screwing your kid over yep. just by hey, learning kicking, your, kicking them out. Yeah, hard knocks are not necessarily the. The best teacher for every yeah. for everybody for everybody yeah. and the area and the environment that you're in. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. 
because yeah, if you're living in Jane and Finch, you don't want to kick your kid out no. of eight. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you know what I mean. There's if you're living in Richmond Hill, that's different. Your kid mm-hmm. grew up different than if he did mm-hmm. living in the um the hood, right? Mm-hmm. So. Like definitely, and maybe even then, because depending again on what like the climate is economically, it might still be a challenge. I think it has to be on a case by case basis. But I feel like for me, I'm I'm concerned, of course, about economically, like how that's gonna impact Yara if I just said you have to go. Mm-hmm. But I I'm very much concerned about her emotional well being. Where is she at at that stage? Is she re- truly ready to be by herself? Because again, thankfully, you know, you are very resilient. You went out there, and there were some really tough, t- tough times. When you went to Edmonton years ago, you faced, you were subjected to a shit ton of racism. Like there were yeah, things that you experienced yeah. out there that, like you know, would have <coughs> broken a lot of people. But you yeah. were strong enough to withstand. And I don't know whether or not every another child, our child, would be able mm-hmm. to do that, right? So I feel like that's one of the things that I think about most. Is but that then there's no way of predicting that. Like, there isn't, that's right? Still their journey. It's exactly. Still I hear you. I'm so there with you. But I just feel like if I was to, if I had to force her out before I felt like emotionally she was strong enough to take on the world, it would be challenging for me. Well, I guess that's the point, though, right? You're throwing them out there when you know they're not mm-hmm. ready to build the things that in them that they didn't have. They need a little grit. Yeah. I, I feel like, they need no, but I don't know. I know I'm kind of arguing the opposite point. I just argued. Yeah, no, but, no, but, I, no, but I agree with you because I yeah. think that when my mom said yes yeah. to me going to Korea, she wasn't thinking that like Leanne, at that point, I never cooked an entire a meal for myself. I didn't know how to use a washing machine. The first washing machine <laughs> that I learned how to use was in Korean. And if, you, if your mom said no, were you going to go anyway? Yeah, I was. At 24, I was prepared to go anyways because I was old enough exactly. to make that decision. So you had yeah. your mind exactly. already made up. Fair enough. Nobody was going to stop you in the, doing what exactly. you wanted to do. But was I 100% mature? Not, not really. But I, was my, but I was ready enough to take on the world is what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that like we have to wait until our children are at this, like there's like a codified time. But I just feel like it needs to be on a case-by-case basis and gauge. So let me ask you this. What do you do if Yara says at 19 that she wants to leave? Oh, that's fine. I wouldn't want that. To, to be frank with you, I wouldn't want that. But I would, And so I would definitely still be there. And I mean, not helicopter mom, but like within close reach so that I could oversee and assist and support. But definitely, if at 19 she wants to go, she is more than willing to do so. Yeah. Because again, if at 18, Leon said to his mom, I'm going to Edmonton. And she did not want him to go. I remember she called me crying. Leon can't go. He's too. And I'm like, Mom, you just have to let him go because what he was exposed to, what the alternative was, I, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. So I'm like, it's either this or that. I'd rather see what that has to offer. And again, she wasn't really prepared for it. Neither was I. But she had to encourage. She at least had to support him. She assured him that if it didn't work out, he had a place to come back to. But she encouraged him to go. I would definitely like like encourage. So it just has to be their choice. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. But I still feel like twenty five is a good time for you to, you know, keep it moving. (laughs) Even even though you know, with all that I'm saying, I still feel like if I'm with the way that I'm trying, like setting Yara up financially now. Um, you know, the literacy, the education that I'm trying to mm-hmm. instill in her, I feel like by 25, irrespective of what the economic climate is, Yara should still be okay to live, if not by herself, then with her roommate. At and 25. I feel, like, I feel like... At 25, as, she as should as be able to do at it. At now, where we Maybe are... Maybe her roommate will be winter. We're, we're <laughs> someone who also is set up. <laughs> we're young parents. And I feel like, like financial literacy should be drilled. Yeah. Mm. Drilled. I say drilled into mm-hmm. our kids' mm-hmm. head. In every stage of their life. Every stage. 
from now, mm-hmm. we get them playing with points, so they love numbers. Mm-hmm. So when they grow up, it's easier for them because mm-hmm. we I were agree. taught those things. That's right. Good. Yeah. Saving that. Yeah. When we got out, we're like, oh, credit card. Oh, eight hundred. Don't mind if I do. Jeez, I'll buy some <laughs> shoes. Why not? No, like, we need to like really strap our Im- kids important and give, get them ready for mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever school they're going to, whatever. Or like when they get home. Yeah. We need to drill that in their head because society doesn't prepare them for that. Mm-hmm. And when they get out there, it's a rude awakening. Especially children like, of color. Especially, <laughs> especially yeah. like mm-hmm. our kids. They're yeah. gonna, they're gonna get dragged through the mud, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? No matter, no matter whatever area they grow up in, they're mm-hmm. gonna be subjected to things that other kids aren't. Yeah. So we need to, like, you know, we need to arm them with that information, <coughs> the brain power, mm-hmm. and the information to. Yeah, I started saving from you from your zero years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you get old, I'm gonna have a ba- a little something ready for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what here, are you here, gonna here. do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how are you, you gonna? What are you, are you gonna, gonna contribute to it? What are you gonna contribute to it? Yeah. Do you wanna contribute to it? Do you have a plan for it? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you start setting them up, getting them a plan. Cause I'm I'm big on the entrepreneur and and owning. You have to own things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so proud of you guys for owning this podcast and mm-hmm. you know where it could go. The, the, the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she already has a little business. So by the time she gets to a certain age, she's going to have money ready for her. We have a home. She's going to have equity set for her. We're going to arm her like totally mm-hmm. way better than our parents did for us. For mm-hmm. sure. So when we go out there, yeah, she's going to be, I think she's going to have a really a decent start. A decent start of mm-hmm. where, and an aim on where she wants to be. Yeah. And know? we w- we kind of want to be the ones to give her, like, set her up so she has that freedom to explore and not be stressed out about, exactly. you know, getting loans oh and God, trying to, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. beg people no. to invest. Mm-hmm. When yeah. We should be her biggest supporters exactly. and investors. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we're working for mm-hmm. right now yeah. to be able to Invest give her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not, right? like, if she, at 18, I'm like, let me hear your plan. Yeah. That's what I'm aiming for. Yeah, at 18, that. I'm not kicking you out necessarily, but no. I want to hear Just what your goals up. are. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. You don't even have to. Mm-hmm. Go to school mm-hmm. if you have a dream. Like, mm-hmm. I want to start this business. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Definitely. what are the tools do we need to make sure that you're the best at Definitely. this? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I want to be her biggest mm-hmm. investor. I want to be her biggest supporter. Absolutely. I just want to be that person for her. And I don't want to wait for her to, you know, be under my wing and leave at a later age. Mm-hmm. And then she's forced to think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to. I want her to start thinking about these things at a younger age. Probably our like situation. Not a lot of kids uh, grew up like Leanne. Like she was like telling me she wanted to be a teacher from a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people, you know, like me. I wanted to be a, a lawyer when I was younger. <laughs> then I got into school and I was like, God damn! What? Hell no! I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. devote my all my life or mm-hmm. so much of my life to do that and then come mm-hmm. out. And make a salary where it's determined by somebody else or whoever mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. talk to, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to work at my own pace. And I want to be able to take my kid to school. If I want to homeschool my kid, mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And teach them, like, the ropes on, mm-hmm. yeah, owning life. business and mm-hmm. owning property and owning things. Because that's what's really important in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, And that flexibility, I think, is good, too. Like, I love the idea of sitting down and having that conversation 
and like you know taking an audit of like okay what have you done what do you want to do where do you see yourself in five ten years at 18 I think that's really useful but I also feel like what's important then too is to not um, be so rigid in whatever is said right right so like there needs to be room to say like because exactly things change and I feel like that's one thing that I notice with a lot of teenagers is that they they're sometimes feel bound by what they originally said they wanted to do mm-hmm. um, or where they wanted to go and life can take you in a million different directions but I think that yeah it's, it's, it's great to have those conversations but it's important for the, the child to know that like if it changes that's fine we can sit down we can mm-hmm. you know we can revisit it and we can brainstorm again but there always has to be a plan. Mm-hmm. Even if the plan is changing, yeah. that's okay. But let's make sure that there is always a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, if you if you just with these if you don't have any direction, fail to plan, plan to fail. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. for years, and it's and it's really true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking after hearing all you guys' points here, um, like our parents came to this country, so we can so we can go to school. Yeah. And so, or they can, yeah, we can go to university and become lawyers, engineers, whatever, right? They didn't really care about if you had a dream or, <laughs> no. or, or a passion yeah. or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, but true. but based on where they came from, that's where <coughs> their th- mindset was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that w- we're now ahead yeah. mentally, emotionally, from where our parents raised us, mm-hmm. and we want to be financially secure so we can allow our children to follow their passion, yeah. to follow their dreams, yeah. mm-hmm. and have the room to fail. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. To follow the passion, like, you know what? That didn't work out, but it's not the end of the world. No, mm-hmm. yeah. The way our parents raised us is like, you got one it's shot. Like one shot at it, <laughs> you yeah. Got one, it. You got one shot, mm-hmm. and you better make it count. There's no room to mess exactly. up. Exactly. And that's, that's, and that's school, a lot yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. It right? is. So, so knowing that you have the ability to, like, let me try this dream out or this passion out. Mm-hmm. It didn't pan out. Okay, cool. But this is, I learned a bunch from it. Let me take that on to the next one. Yeah. And then into the next one. And that's what and we have. We, we, yeah. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go, yeah. And I think it was what we're trying to build now, like with the podcasts and yeah. the businesses and the entrepreneurial like mentality, by having that and building something for ourselves, mm-hmm. we're going to be in a position to allow our children to be, to be in a position where they can be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Whether in, in business yeah. or whatnot. Because yeah. right, this so. is an example for, for our kids also. Yeah. Like yeah. going for what we want and, mm-hmm. you know, not subscribing to what we're supposed to do, which exactly. is a nine, o- nine to five. Exactly. But we yeah. still want to be able to hustle and, you know, do our passion projects mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, become entrepreneurs for w- whatever it takes. Yeah. And that's a great example for our kids because, you know, you grow up and you see your parents doing something. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? My mom did this. Yeah. 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 Even if they don't appreciate it then, they'll mm-hmm. appreciate it eventually. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absol- no, absolutely. I, I definitely feel that, that way for sure. Like, they're watching, they're seeing, and I, and I think that's important because sometimes we talked about this all the time, mom guilt. And I would feel guilty sometimes about, like, you know, trying to devote time to the podcast or, you know, devoting time to our independent ventures or what have you. Um, but I think there's so much for Yara and Winter to, to learn and that there's so there's so much that's admirable about what we're doing. And I think that that's why it's really important for us to, like, you know, s- stay the course and just to keep trusting that, like, it's it's going to pay off because um, those lessons are invaluable. The, the, the kids need to understand that. And I, I really want that for her. And, I, and I'm fine if she decides to go the 9 to 5 route, too. Like, that's not the end of the world for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to do what she's passionate about and I don't want her to feel like again like it's a one it's a one shot stop because mm-hmm. that's the scariest thing in the world like if this doesn't work my god then what like no that stifles you 
It does. It stifles you yeah, if you like feel like, and, and that actually stops a lot of people, including myself, yeah. from starting something. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I do this and it fails, that's it. Yeah. I just destroyed everything. Yeah. But if, you ha- if you're grown with or raised with the mentality of, you can try this and it's okay to fail mm-hmm. and move on to something else, you're more open to try other things and yeah. try everything yeah. and not be afraid and succeed more likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right there, John. Like, we have to retrain our brains to right. thinking mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if you try something and it doesn't go well, you didn't fail. You learned yeah. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not fail. It's you learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. You didn't take L. You learned a lesson. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. You go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And you you go back. You make another plan because everything mm-hmm. starts with a plan. And then you go back at it. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, you have to be resilient like that to get what you want. Because if you're like, ah, forget it. I'm never going to do yeah. anything. And you go back to your nine to five, you're going to die you're gonna be a miserable, miserable person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be like, oh, man, I knew I should have started that business. Or yeah, I knew I should have yeah. bought that truck. Or I knew I should have, yeah. whatever the case, whatever your situation is, mm-hmm. you're gonna, always going to live your life in regret. And like you're saying, myself right now, mm-hmm. I ready to start my business and mm. I'm I'm like stuck in the ming and eyeing and the yeah. the mm-hmm. like oh my god is mm-hmm. this what if this doesn't go right or what if yeah. this yeah. is or, or what if somebody says something like this and mm-hmm. I don't like it or what if like who cares right your journey is your journey and mm-hmm. when you start it like you know you it's gonna take you it's gonna take you places and that's right. key there, there's always gonna be hiccups yeah you know, no matter what you do in your nine to five there's gonna be hiccups exactly <laughs> like, oh, like getting fired <laughs> getting fired that's the biggest hiccup yeah. you go back to <laughs> now you're hiccup. like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> but if you own something yeah. you can't you, the only way you fire yourself is if you stop doing it right. yeah right so it's like it's true we have to retrain ourselves in the way we're thinking because you're never failing if you're working in with your passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're never mm-hmm. failing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So off topic, I'm so curious, maybe for another time, of your experiences when you went out, uh, when, oh. you, when, you, when you moved away. Yeah. Because oh. she mentioned like, you incurred a lot of like racism. And, and <laughs> you probably got stories for days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lots of yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is Edmonton, like what? How old are you now? Like 32? So you're going to be 33? I was, yeah. I was. I went to Edmonton. I was 18. So that's 19. 15 years ago. Yeah, like for, that's for another day, of boy. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there wasn't that much black people out there when I was. So it was, there's, there's it was still, there's still amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 The guy with the Saskatoon, he went yeah. to Moose Jaw yeah. and oh Red Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, All the whitest yeah. places you uh, I guarantee you, you can count. Oh, white people know about, but yeah. black people, they're like, what? <laughs> huh? What's a Moose Jaw? If we have any <laughs> listeners from Moose Jaw. Why would you even name the spot <laughs> Moose Jaw? <laughs> right? It sounds inappropriate. It does. Yeah, but, yeah, that's definitely, you know, uh, we could talk about that another time. Mm. You know. I'm interested. I'm really interested. Intrigued. It was um, so fun having the dads on. Yep. Is it? Anytime. You know, we're definitely going to do a part two because we didn't even get into the other topics. They were so juicy, too. I Which know. Is why so when Marry you guys come back, we're going to talk about sex, drugs, sex yeah. and, and rock and roll. <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I like all three. <laughs> <laughs> all three. I know, right? But with that being said, nap time, nap time is, is over. Yeah, man, so we'll yeah, have man. to see you guys in our next podcast. Thank Me you too. for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for having you guys. No problem. Anytime.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.